Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 524. We've got Romans chapter 3, verses 27 through 31. Let's read our passage. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By one of works? No, on the contrary, by a law of faith. For we conclude that the person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then nullify the law through faith? Absolutely not. On the contrary, we uphold the law. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. He is in Corinth on his third missionary journey, and he intends to go to Rome after he returns to Jerusalem with the collection. His desire is to help the church in Rome grow, to be strengthened, and so he's sending this letter, which is a theological exposition of the gospel, to help them, to give them something to go by until he gets there. He's been arguing about sin, the the beginning part of the gospel, that people are sinners and they need a savior. And so he's been arguing that everyone is a sinner. Everyone is separated from God because of sin. And then he spent a lot of time dealing with the issue of the Jews, that the Jews were not in this special circumstance where they were excluded from God's judgment, excluded from the wrath of God. But no, they will be judged just like Gentiles. Then the last time we looked at the what I said was the central point of the letter, in fact, is Martin Luther said the central point of the entire Bible, and that is the idea of justification by faith. They've been arguing against being good enough to be justified in God's sight, that no one can be good enough, that you can't be good enough, and nobody's capable of being good enough. Nobody even desires to be good enough because of the universal sinfulness of people. So the solution is justification by faith. It's not based on what we have done, but based on what God has done. And so he's continuing that line of thinking today, where he begins in verse 27 with, Where then is boasting? And he answers the question, It is excluded. Why is that? Well, he goes on and says, By what kind of law? So the thinking is, What kind of law excludes the boasting? By one of works? No, on the contrary, by law of faith. The whole point here is, back to how are you justified? You're justified by God, by God's grace. You you didn't earn it. It's unmerited. And so that's why boasting is excluded. If it was something based on what you did, then you would have something to boast about. So if salvation was based on how well you performed, then yes, Boasting would be appropriate because you could say, look how well I went through life. I earned salvation. Paul said, no, salvation is by faith. It's based on what God has done, not based on what you have done. Therefore, there is no room for boasting. You can't boast about something you didn't do. You can't boast about something you didn't earn. You can't boast about something that was a free gift based on the grace of God. So that's why boasting is excluded, because it's not based on what you did. 
if salvation was by works, well, then you could boast on that. But that doesn't lead to salvation, only faith. So he reiterates it in verse 28. For we conclude that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. In case you missed it the first time he said it, you are justified by faith. Now, justification, what is that? Justified is the act of God to declare a person righteous. That is, declare a person innocent of the guilt of sin. And it's something that God does, not based on something you earned, but based on his free gift from faith. Now, verse 29, he says, Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. No Jew would have argued back in Paul's time that God was not the God of the Gentiles also. But many would have argued that the Gentiles are excluded from God's grace. But he is the creator. He is the sustainer. He is the God of all, the God of everything, the creator of everything. So he is the God of the Gentiles, but they're excluded from salvation because they're not Jews. If they want salvation, they could come and become Jews. And Paul said, no, no, God is the God of everyone. And God has reached out to everyone. So he continues in verse 30. This Is he not the God of Gentiles? Yes, of Gentiles too. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Now, he talked about this earlier, about who is more righteous, the circumcised Jew who does not follow the law or the uncircumcised Gentile who does follow the law. Obviously, the Gentile who does what the law demands is more righteous than the Jew who does not do what the law demands. And so his point here being that God is the God of everyone, of the, the Jews and Gentiles, and all are based on faith. That is, all are justified according to faith. Well, this brings up a question then. So what good is the law? Verse 31, he says, do we then nullify the law through faith? Absolutely not. On the contrary, we uphold the law. This has been a big sticky point for the last 2,000 years since Christianity came about. What about the Old Testament? What about the Mosaic Law? What is its place now in salvation history? And what is its demands on Christians who are not Jews? And what is its demand even on Jews now? What's the place of the law in all of this? And along with that, what does this actual statement mean? Where he says, we uphold the law. I think the best way to understand that is it's only those who are followers of Christ now can actually follow the law, keep the law. Remember Jesus in Matthew 5, 17 said, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. This is part of one of the many tensions we see in the Bible. So often there's tensions, things that seem not to fit together. And we've got to be careful. We don't just throw one out and pick the one we like when both kind of seem to be true. Like the uh, issues of predestination and free will, how people even come to Christ. Well, the Bible clearly teaches both. So it would be a mistake to throw one out because you 
are drawn to the argument of the other, there's tension there. And you have to learn to live in the tension that well, these things seem contradictory, but they're both true. This is one of those tensions, and they often label this one the continuity-discontinuity. That is between the law of the Old Testament and the gospel. And what is the place of the Old Testament for Christians today? Some say, well, it, it doesn't count anymore. It's the Old Testament. We can ignore it. All we worry about is the New Testament. Others say, well, no, no, the Old Testament is still the Word of God, and we have to follow every little bit of the demands of the Old Testament law just as much as the Jews did before Christ. And this is the whole issue that the continuity, discontinuity. What is the continuity of the law into the gospel? And what is the discontinuity? And so here, Paul's kind of dealing with that. If, uh, well, if you're not justified based on the law, then what use is the law? He'll talk about that further. This is not the, the end of that. He's, he's going to address that uh, soon. Is So what is the use of the law? So if it's absolutely discontinuity, then we can say we, we don't need the law anymore. We can dispose of it. It's been abolished. But, just as Jesus said, it didn't come to abolish the law. It came to fulfill it. It still has a place. What it does is it reveals the moral will of God. And so there is a continuity. But there's also a discontinuity because of the gospel now, salvation through Christ. And like I said, Paul is going to deal with this. So what do we do with the law now? Well, the law reveals God's opinion about things. The law reveals the moral will of God. The law reveals a lot about God. And so we don't just throw it out. But as the New Testament makes clear, more clear, how we are justified, that is through faith in Jesus Christ. So we don't throw out the Old Testament, but yet we do follow it in light of the teachings of Jesus and the apostles. The law reveals the moral will of God, but many of the the Jewish rules, such as the dietary constraints and the holy days and stuff, those have been superseded, and they're clearly shown to be superseded in the New Testament. But the big deal here is Paul's continuing the argument of justification is by faith. Justification means being declared righteous by God based on faith. And it's a free gift of God, not something you earned, but a free gift. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Romans.